So I know we all have a party to go to and Jonathan urged us that we have to have fun. But before we do that, um, we've got some time for a brief Q&A. Um, we've got people who are gonna come down with mics in the two side aisles. So if you have a question that you'd like to add to the mix, feel free to come down toward the front and uh, add to the conversation. But I'm gonna get us started. Um, my usual question at the beginning is sort of a question of inspiration. Um, and we've heard a little bit from Christina about why this film and why this story was important to tell. But I kind of want to hear how you convinced Darren. <laughs> why, why were you, why did, how, yeah, what, what was compelling for you? Good question. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take that answer. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take one. Uh, so, you know, my, the only thing that I know about filmmaking is working with good people, and uh, for the minute I met Christina, uh, I know she was good people, and we worked on one project, one project previous to this one, and it was an amazing experience. Uh, and so when she told me about this idea, I didn't hesitate to say yes, and uh, you know, that, that it was obviously a very good idea to do that. <laughs> yeah, so a compelling idea and good collaborators often a reason that you might pick this up. Christina, what did you learn? I mean, I know you knew Science Fair, yeah. um, but how, what did you maybe learn about it from the process of making the film? What was most apparent to you? Yeah, I think coming back as an adult, I saw a much different side of the Science Fair. Um, when I competed, I was, of course, a kid, and so I didn't understand just how remarkable these kids, many of these kids were. Um, this fair alone, there were 500 patents that came out of it. So these kids are doing incredible research at an amazing level. Um, and I think right now, we live in a time when many of the adults in our world are acting like children. And so to see these children acting like adults and really uh, um, being like adults. I think that's a salient message of the film for me as an adult watching it, that it feels very hopeful, right? I, I feel like we're in good hands. Uh, we, can, we can age gracefully and let them take over. It'll be great. Uh, how do you cast a film like this, right? So you, you I miss, I'm gonna make an assumption, but tell me if I'm wrong, that you were like, okay, I wanna make a film about this. How do you go around the globe and find your characters? Uh, what does that process look like? And who did you maybe follow but not Uh, well, obviously, you know, we had a really good roadmap going into this with Christina's previous experience, uh, so we knew the things we wanted to cover, but the hardest thing was to figure out the kids that we wanted to tell the story with. Uh, so we were looking for a fairly good representation uh, of the kids that wind up at ISF, and so that includes kids that go to powerhouse schools like the Jericho High School in Long Island, represent, uh, and uh, also the under sort of underdog stories. Uh, so we got lucky with a few of those on our scouting trip. Uh, in 2016, we met Kashpia and Ravi and immediately fell in love with them and stuck with them for the last you know, two years, basically. Um, but then it was a lot of phone calls. Christina called, I think, every single qualifier from Brazil. Um, but Melina and Gabrielle, just their story just really just tugged out of our heart right away. So uh, we decided to uh, go down to New York City. It was actually the first uh, shoot that we did for the film was in, was in Brazil. So, um, yeah, a lot of us just find great kids, and there's so many as an embarrassment of riches up at that ISAC, so. 
What is the shooting process like then? If you're you're globe trotting to try to capture before the big trip, uh, what is the production schedule like for that? That sounds intense. Yeah. So we part of the reason this is all so crazy is that we were a very very small crew. Uh, it was just three of us: myself, Darren, and our cameraman. Um, and Darren shot second camera. I interviewed, as you could probably hear. Um, and we spent. I think 75 days on the road, um, casting different kids, interviewing different kids. And yeah, there are kids that didn't end up in the film, unfortunately. Um, some of them because they're teenagers and they we, we fell in love with them and then they didn't even do science fair projects. So, <laughs> so that, was, that was a heartbreaking part. Um, but, you know, I, th I think what we learned is to follow kids who have amazing stories. And the movie is, of course, about science, but it's mostly about human stories. And so uh, we wanted to tell kind of this range of stories, underdogs, misfits, reigning champions. And so we had, at the end, we had to make these difficult decisions. Uh, but yeah, we love all these kids. They're amazing. I'm watching to make sure to see if anybody comes down here, but I'll keep asking questions if you guys don't have them. Tell us about those kids. Tell us updates. Uh, where are they now? Um, I know they, many of them, we, were, we invited folks to be here, but you know, they're all really busy. <laughs> so tell us some updates if there's ones worth, worth sharing. Yeah, a lot of the college gets in the way. Uh, fortunately, they go to some really good schools. One kid, Robbie, we were just with in London, he's been on the road with us quite a bit. He has a bit of a more flexible schedule because believe it or not, he still hasn't got into college, but he is currently uh, working at a lab at Stanford. He's TAing at Stanford. He applied to Stanford. He got rejected from Stanford. Uh, so I don't know, go figure what that says about uh, higher education in America. But uh, he's also doing incredible things uh, with AI and art. His uh, artwork uh, was just on the cover of Bloomberg Business Week in May. Um, he's got an art opening in Paris. He's a really interesting kid and uh, doing amazing things, but he's still desperate and wants to go to college. It's just unbelievable. We can't get it. And then Milena and Gabriel, the Brazilians, um, both got scholarships to come to the U.S. to learn English. And full rides, Milena actually went the year after and also competed in the science fair and she won two full rides to schools in Arizona. So they're coming to the U.S., they're learning English, and they're going to do great things. It's incredible. It looks like we have a question over here. Uh, that was a stunningly deep and moving movie. And like I cried two or three times, I know. And Carmen and I have sent students to ISEF twice. And I think that one of the most powerful things that you show or didn't show um, is something that's really important these days. And that has to do with mentorship. And mentorship is a way overused term and it doesn't apply to everybody that supervises. And you showed clearly that among your students, there were some mentors and there were some, what I call enablers, people who made it possible, but who weren't as deeply involved. And I think that is really, really important. I'd, I'd like for you to talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about your perspective of the people that you talk to that supervise these students. 
Sure. So um, we really wanted to show a range. Uh, thank you for your question. Um, we really wanted to show a range of mentors, and you know there are lots of different models. There's um, Dr. Serena McCullough in New York, of course, who reads every journal that is about anything her kids are interested in. She is one and knows everything there is to know about the scientific fields. That's one model of mentorship. But then I think there's also Coach Schmidt, who knows absolutely nothing about science, could not, know, could not be farther from the area of interest of Kashfia, but he's just gives her a space to learn and to grow. And I, I also think Robbie's mother does that, and you don't quite see it that much in the film, but she, he basically had the whole attic to himself to just tinker. And then you see, of course, Mrs. Myers, who he would come to and say, what do you know about number theory? And she'd say, well, why don't you just focus on your homework? Which I think is the wrong thing to do. So, um, you know, we, we've learned a lot in this process of making the film. I'm not a parent, Darren is. But I think, if anything, I would go for the Coach Schmidt approach to parenting, to, to mentorship, if I don't know what my kids are into. Um, yeah. I'll take a quick minute to plug that one of our forums this year is actually about cultivating young genius and I think picks up this exact question and takes it further. So uh, look in your program book for that and sort of thinking through like how on earth do you cultivate genius that maybe feels like not doing the homework and how do you facilitate both of those things? So look for that if you want to take that further. I want to ask a question that's kind of about audience reaction, because I know that you've been traveling with the film quite a bit after premiering at Sundance. Um, you've been to a lot of different film festivals, and you've seen a lot of different audiences. And I know that you've gotten to show the film, share the film with younger audiences. And I'm interested in hearing about how they have responded, maybe similarly or differently, to this kind of an audience. This was the best audience we ever had. <laughs> Other than you, last time, yes. Uh, but no, I mean, when Justine and I set out to make the film, we, you know, were not thinking of it as a family film at all. And to our great surprise, at Sundance, we were programmed in the kids section, which when they called us, we were like, so is that actually Sundance? And they were like, yes, it's Sundance. It's, 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 it's yeah, I thought it was, yeah, yeah, like, you know, yeah. Uh, but they're like, no, this is part of the Sundance program. And, uh, and so then we had all these kids screening, and to our great surprise, kids really liked the film. Uh, and I think different audiences read different things in different ways, but certainly when the trap music scene comes on, the kids all get up and start dancing. I don't know if you guys did that. Stick around. I think I saw some people in the front row dancing. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's, 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 you know, to our real great surprise, it's, it's, it's actually a film that works with the whole family, and, um, and, and that was an audience we hadn't anticipated. But the good thing is, also with National Geographic as a partner, um, they have a big educational outreach uh, with plan for this for this project, including in November, but we affiliated with schools. Uh, November, I think the third week in November is uh, American Education Week or something like that, and we're doing a big, uh, we're making the film available for free to schools around the country. Um, so, Let us you, know. you can find info on our website, sciencefairfilm.com. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, we're really excited because I think, you know, obviously Christina took a lot from Science Fair, not so much, um, but, it, you know, it is a great opportunity to get kids interested in science and, and, and all that. So. And it's really challenging to make a film that is both about kids and both for kids and adults. I will say that as a programmer, I will say that as uh, just a viewer of movies. That's, that's challenging. So thank you for making one that is that. 
got one more question over here, and then I think I might take, it looks like this might be our last question for the audience. Because I'm always interested in seeing what people say on social media, I already looked and saw that there were people commenting on Brookings High School's Facebook page. Why would you not recognize your student who won the International Award for ISEP? So I'm wondering if you know if there's been any program changes or any reactions or responses from that community or from that school since then. Brookings is a, is a lovely community, and, and, and uh, there's a lot of great things in, in South Dakota. And I actually don't, you know, like I, I don't. I think it's fairly representative, actually, of, of schools in America. So I don't want like people to single out Brookings in the film, but I think it's you know that sort of attitude, celebrating you know athletics, and, which is I think important, and I love sports. Uh, but you know this idea that. A science fair kid is ignored or forgotten is probably not that rare. I think it's the reason why you know this film works is because you never heard of ISEP and then all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, it's a huge deal. Uh, so um, we don't want people getting it up on Brookings, but certainly it would be nice if I think all of us would just recognize and prioritize science a little bit more. about in November making the film available to schools. Um, those who don't get to come here the rest of this week and see it with us, uh, make sure we share that with them. Um, what el how else can folks see the film? What's coming up with the film? And then what are you working on now when you're not traveling with the film? Um, so the film is now playing in 40-something cities and hopefully in soon. <laughs> um, but after that it will go on television, on National Geographic, and then it will be available on streaming platforms in 2019. So, uh, it's hopefully, tell all your friends, yeah, send them to come see it. Um, and what's next? Good stuff, stay yeah. tuned. <laughs> you're in development on your next project. Excellent. Uh, thank you for having, for sharing your film with us. Thank you for being here in Milwaukee. Thank you all for being here.